The Book Factory presents Hermes 925, written and read by Anthony M. Copeland. Chapter 9 Crashing Down. Well, I uh, have some good news, I guess. I'm going to have a lot more time to do these recordings. I also got into a shortlist for joining the crew of Hermes 925. Ayalto told me that I got in the same day she told me that she no longer needed to stay with me. That's the way she put it, too. Jaime, I no longer need to stay with you. Hermes 925 has collected the data from our time together and decided that you would be a suitable candidate for the Farreach project. Thank you for everything you've done for me. I hope this makes us even. I had to replay what she said about five or six times before I really understood what she was saying. Even then, the Enveron had to spell it out for me. Aelto had been asked to observe me in close proximity to see how I could handle spending long periods of time alone with only one other person and not really being able to get away from them. I don't quite get why that would be a requirement. After all, we can always pop out through the portal gate if we need a few minutes off ship, right? Isn't that the point? This confusion pales next to the fact that she was only in a relationship with me to earn the RPs she needed to get out of debt. She's doing really well with her art, too, so she'll be fine. She's not getting into debt again anytime soon. I'd like to think I helped her with that. What I'd really like right now, more than anything, though, is to get upset about this. Even though she didn't really do anything wrong, we never actually made any commitment to each other. It wouldn't be fair to her to insist that she stay just because I've gotten used to her being around. It would infringe on her freedom of choice. Choice is what makes us free, after all. She has to be with me because she wants to. And it turns out she only wanted to because it was a gig. So I'll accept the lessons that the experience taught me and try to be a better choice next time. Still hurts to lose her. I, I need a moment. Sorry. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. I guess it's a normal human throwback emotion to get upset at moments like this. Cry like a baby that's lost its favorite chew toy or whatever. Just bawling like someone is going to bring her back to me. People aren't toys though, and I need to grow up. I'm heading to Austin as soon as I can. I've already started throwing everything I have into the reclaimer I'll have it all fabricated again when I get somewhere to put it all. I really should try to find a place first, but I really don't feel like talking to anyone right now. That and it feels so good watching everything I own getting identified, broken down into its material components, and then see the RPs coming in. There's going to be a plenty of time to find a place anyway. Even though the train goes fast as a dreamless night once they're out of the city, Austin is still a couple of hours away, with several stops between. I could put up a notice of intention to reside when I'm already on my way, 
and get plenty of options to choose from that I can look over at my leisure, I'll probably even get to play a game. An aerial combat simulator, maybe, so I can stay in my seat. Mystery games are popular on trains for some reason. I never did understand the appeal. I might just run a dream sequence or two until the end run tells me I've arrived. I've been very tired. I couldn't sleep last night, alone in bed without her. I could probably have created a surrogate sleeping partner that would have felt real, smelt real and everything, but I just couldn't face it. I would know it wasn't her. When I did find myself dreaming, I was in one of Aalto's paintings, an abstract series of suggestions and hints of our relationship together. Searching through library shelves, looking for aliens so we can invite them to dinner and show them that the vegetables from Earth we've managed to grow in a dizzying pool of sunrise colors. I woke up feeling like someone had pulled out my heart, chewed it up, and then shoved the pulpy mess back into my chest. It's not right. It's not fair. She has every right to do what's best for her. She's not accountable or responsible for my feelings, and yet there's still these feelings of desperate neediness, an almost angry sense of betrayal washing over me. How entitled is that? The Enveron recommended a series of therapeutic exercises designed to help me process the separation and readjust to living without her. I'd get a nice chunk of Arby's to do it too, but I haven't been able to face it yet. Even with the Enveron's gentle reminders that it would help me get my motivation back. I can't imagine how much harder this must be without the Enveron network. What do you do when someone suddenly explains that they were only with you to pay back society? Do you just go nuts and blame everything on them regardless of your own personal feelings? We're not good at seeing what we've done wrong or even accurately judging what others' true intentions and motivations are. How can you ever hope to better yourself unless you can see what you can do to improve? I think I need to go talk to my mother. She'll probably just tell me everything the Enveron is already telling me. I should have shown a greater appreciation for her art, perhaps even found a training program on the subject. I should have spent less time trying to get good at relationships and put more effort in relating to her. She'll probably still give me a hug though and forgive me for crying, despite how selfish it makes me look. Anyway, that's all I have the energy for right now. Talk more soon. This has been Hermes 925, Chapter 9. This is Anthony M. Copeland. I hope you're enjoying this. Bye.